You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 The Johnson County Library Podcast. This is your Library Insider. Hey, everybody. It's Jamal with the Weekly Word. Myriad. A countless or extremely great number. Hello and welcome to another edition of Did You Hear? I'm Dave Carson and this is your Library Insider. I'm not alone. I have some people with me and I am going to ask them to introduce themselves, where they work and what they do. Hi, I'm Austin. I am one of the Interlibrary Loan Clerks here at the Central Resource Library. Hi, Austin. Hi, Dave. And I am Devin. I am one of the clerks at the Central Resource Library. Hi, Devin. Hey. And I'm Rachel. I'm also one of the circulation clerks at the Central Resource Library. And somebody has a phone. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. We'll work around that, I'm sure. So... For you, the listener, I have some questions for you. Are you looking for something to do? Have you just been watching um, just about everything you could possibly watch in Hulu or Netflix? Or you've used our really great library services like Canopy or Acorn TV, or maybe you've even checked out the uh, National Theater of the United Kingdom. That is pretty impressive as well. But maybe you want something a little more interactive. Maybe you need more than a book or streaming videos. Well, we have a suggestion for you, and that is to go to jocolibrary.org, click on events, and visit our online events. It's a really great way for you to interact with other people. And you can simply type in a search term of something that's interest, of, of interest to you and see if we have an event that uh, is to your liking. Um, one thing that you might type into our search box is the term gaming. And that's what we're here to talk about today. And that's why we have guests. We're going to talk a little bit about gaming. And so one online gaming opportunity we have here at the library is one that, well, I've never even ever played in my entire life. I'll have to be honest with you. But I got kind of curious about it after I started uh, watching the epic 80s sci-fi series, Stranger Things. Um, And I've been pretty uh, intrigued about the role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. So here's a quick uh, quiz for all the folks that are on this recording. Um, I'm going to read you some lyrics. And let's see who, if you can name the band and the song then you win the Ultra Prize Package Deluxe, which is totally unknown in secret, but since it is unknown in secret, you know it's pretty awesome. Ooh. All right, so the song Shiny. starts out, I've got, I've got a Dungeon Master's Guide. I've got a 12-sided die. I've got Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler 2 waiting there for me. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I've got posters on my wall. My favorite rock group, Kiss. I've got Ace Freely. I've got Peter Chris waiting there for me. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Can you name the group or the song? I believe that is Beverly Hills by Weezer. No, you got the you got oh. the band right though. Dang the it! The name is of the song is "In the is Garage." In the Garage. Very good. It's off of uh, Weezer's very first album, the Blue Album. So I'm afraid to say no one gets to walk away with. The new car! 
That might not be true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I also well, made up I'll remember this. Car, a toy car. <laughs> so, it's to talk about unit. what Dungeons & Dragons or D&D is and how the library makes this event happen online, we have Austin to, to talk to us about that. So, Austin, I, I found this listing uh, for D&D in our events calendar, and it says, play Dungeons & Dragons with us online. This will be a low barrier to entry journal uh, journey into the world of role-playing games, problem-solving, critical thinking, I'm sorry, creative thinking, communication, interpersonal skills, online communication skills will be at the forefront of the program. So let, let me ask you, um, why D&D? Well, it's, I just, I think it's a lot of fun. It's a great time to hang out with your friends or even meet new people and just kind of go through a shared storytelling experience that it can be a lot of different things. It can go from just completely irreverent and silly to like, you know, very serious and like very Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings style type of stuff. So it's oh, just, very good. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it, it seems to really fit in with our summer reading theme, which is Imagine Your Story, which is a nod to fantasy, uh, fairy tales, um, anything that really conjures up the imagination. So I'm, I'm taking it that this game requires a lot of imagination. It is almost entirely imagination, actually, especially online. There are some like web services where you can like see like a shared mat and like look at images together and move little tokens around on a screen but we're not doing that because this is an audio podcast so it's all just going to be theater of the mind okay so if i go to the calendar and i find the dungeons and dragons entry for the event and i say hey i want to register once i register what happens from there do i need to download any software am i going to be sent anything actually i don't really know. I'm not part of this program, but it's oh. there's shockingly little you need to actually play Dungeons and Dragons. It's at most, at least you just need some dice, and there's uh -huh. programs online that'll do dice for you, so you don't even need dice. Ah, okay. Well, um, I, I I will tell you this. Um, I do know the answer to that question. Oh, you do. And it is. Uh, it's going to be a Zoom program, Ooh. and so. Um, the event entry says you don't have to download anything. You just have to be able to participate in a Zoom call, which because of COVID-19, so many of us are, are very, very familiar with that. Um, and then as far as the uh, uh, what will be sent to you once you register, you're going to be sent a PDF with instructions. And I think that's what you have already provided me, Austin. That tells you. I, I provided you. Yeah, it provides some basic information about rules, like okay, what basic term means. Like a d20 is like slang for a twenty-sided die, which is uh -huh. what you're going to be rolling the most of during this. I see. Okay. Yes. Well, let kind me like ask a, a glossary of terms. Okay, but before we uh, dive into all of this, I, I I do have a question for for all of you. So. Devin and, and Rachel, how long have you played this game? And, and what piqued your interest and got you started? Yeah, I started playing um, 
my last year of college, and I was inspired by the TV show Community. Um, they did a couple Dungeons and Dragons style episodes, um, so ah. I thought I'd check it out. And then I got ambitious really fast and decided I don't need to worry about playing. I can just run the game and kind of dove in headfirst from there and bit off a little more than I could chew, but it's been a good learning curve and a good experience. Neat. For me, I only just started playing D&D this year. My first campaign was underneath Devin as the dungeon master and then uh, started playing under Austin as the dungeon master. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, um, I I do some gaming myself, and I've gone to um, a place called Pawn and Pint in Kansas City, downtown Kansas City. That it's uh, they have a lot of uh, board games, unlimited number of board games you can check out and play with your friends. But I always notice there's this board that has a dungeon master and signups, and so people will, you know, don't that that don't even know each other will sign up to play under you know some dungeon master and play this game and so and they always look like they're having fun so uh my next question austin is this and what are the rules what are what are the you know what what's the equipment how do we do this well it's the the basic equipment are dice and imagination um it's what you're doing is you have your character and they have a bunch of numbers assigned to their various abilities and stuff I can do like how strong they are or how smart they are and you roll a 20-sided die and you add numbers to it to determine a mixture of luck and skill and how you do things there's also lots of books on it but really you only need like one copy of the player's handbook and even then that's kind of optional <laughs> as long as someone knows the rules and you can look there's a lot of stuff available pretty easily online too. So you are 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 you called the dungeon master in this in yes. instance today? Okay. So how much do you help the participants? Because I'm, I'm going to um, be honest with you, I'm I'm nervous. I've never done this before. Oh, it's you don't need to be nervous. But more or less as the dungeon master, what I do, I'm like a weird mix of narrator and referee. Okay. Um, it's you guys are playing your characters, and I am kind of narrating and determining events that happen in the world around them. So you get to make all of your own decisions and I just get to react to them and try and figure out what, what is going on. If you like pull a lever or decide to like swing from a chandelier, I get to help determine what happens when that happens. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited for us to get started, but uh, do we first kind of share what our, our roles are and all of that, or is that part of the game? Oh, we can go ahead and uh, introduce our characters. I think we can, uh, we can start off with Devin, then Rachel, and then Dave. You can introduce the character we made for you. Sounds good. Yeah, sure. I am going to be playing uh, Delia Cedarheart, and she is a Eladrin sorcerer. So she's kind of like a high elf, but a little bit more woodsy than what you would see in like Lord of the Rings like literal um, leaves in her hair and her like skin will change color based on her mood and it will reflect kind of the seasonal patterns that you might see in the world. Very good. I, so I, I heard a, a 
you go into a little bit of a voice there. Is that part of this? Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. Um, I personally think that having a voice, even if you're not very good at voices, it helps uh-huh. you get into your character and it kind of helps you differentiate when you, the character, are talking or when your character is talking and then others can react to what she's saying. Very good. Oh, how fun. Okay. Who's next? That would be me. My character is Nicoland. She is a half-orc, and she is a bard. So she is basically just here to play black metal and rock out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is that it? Do we need to know anything else about your character? And, and do you have a voice? I do not have a voice, but that's because I'm terrible at voice acting. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, you do not really need a voice, but they are fun. I'm going to be doing lots of voices, so brace yourselves oh, for some great. bad accents. That sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that brings me to that. That brings it to me. Um, I am Lao, and I am a uh, uh, a goblin. I am uh, Rogue One class and level. I have zero experience points, which that sounds that sounds right. That sounds exactly right um and my background is i'm an urchin yes so you were raised on the mean streets (laughs) and i suppose if i'm a goblin my voice would be like this so that's what i'm gonna go with excellent (laughs) (laughs) well lead the way austin okay so if we can get started Uh, On a recent adventure, you found a small locked box in the summit of a giant toad that you had, that you slew, that was terrorizing a nearby swamp. This plain dark wood box is magically locked, but you noticed on the bottom of it, a note inscribed that said, If found, return to the wizard Raymond Castleshine for a handsome reward. Fortunately, you know what town he is in, and you found his tower at the edge of the village of Wittershins. And then the three of you approach the wizard's tower. It is a round, squat building made of gray stone, and it's just atop of a low hill outside of town. There is one door at the front and no windows, and on the door is a large brass knocker in the shape of an owl. And sitting next to the door is a fluffy white cat asleep in the sunshine next to the door. What do you do? Ooh. So we we collaborate, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna let the more experienced people. I'm gonna lead walk forward. I'm gonna walk forward and I'm gonna go try and pet that cat. Okay, you pet the cat. Um, you notice it's got a collar on, and his name is Butterbean. And you scratch the cat, and he purrs and rolls over and kind of makes that weird cat chirp and knows that type thing, <laughs> and starts purring. He's still fast asleep. I am going to inspect the door for any arcane sigils or anything that might cause problems for us if we were to like knock or touch it it doesn't look like it's magically warded in any way to harm you guys 
Well, should we just knock then? Okay, you knock on the door. Let's knock on the and... door. <laughs> you knock on the door, and knocky, knocky. the knocker blusters. The wonderful and powerful wizard Raymond Castleshine is doing his very important work and will not be expecting visitors until afternoon. You'll notice on the clock it is actually closer to three o'clock. So it's like leave any messages with Butterbean if you have any questions. Butterbean, do you speak common? No, Butterbean like is the white fluffy cat. Oh yes, I can speak. But it is the best time of day for napping, so please do leave me alone. I will give you more scritches behind the ears if you please hear what we have to say. Oh, I will allow you to scratch me behind the ears. You may speak your piece. Yes, we have this box, and I'm going to pull it out from wherever we've been keeping it. Uh, that says it needs to be returned to Raymond Castleshine and that there was a reward? Oh, do you suppose there's any tuna fish in that box? I can't <laughs> imagine why there wouldn't be. Well, if you are willing to split the tuna fish with me, I suppose I can let you in to see the wizard. Cat walks up to the door and as the cat approaches, it unlocks and opens and it shows your way into his little entry hall. It is a well-appointed room. You can see it's got big plush couches, you know, red carpet, but it is very dusty and cluttered with his wizarding projects. You see alchemical sets set up with bottles half full and some knocked over. You'll see dishes just set out and books everywhere. This place is very untidy. It's like, oh, I suppose the wizard is in his laboratory. It's next to his office through the library. You can't miss it. It's down the hall. Ugh. If you'll excuse me, I will be going back to sleep until you can provide me with tasty, tasty tuna snacks. Okay, mm. see you later, Butterbean. Much appreciated. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. I walk down the hall towards the library. Very good. Okay, you head down the hall, and you see, you thought that the entry room was messy. The library is messier. There's stacks of books, <laughs> piles of notes just strewn about everywhere. There's not a surface that does not have a pile of books upon it. And then you see around the room some ghostly blue figures floating around, picking things up slowly and trying to put them away, but they are not making much progress. You also see a sign on the door that says, please, please, underlined, be quiet in the library. <laughs> How do you proceed across this room? I'm well, quietly. Really, right. I'm going <laughs> to stay really close to the orc with my seven hit points. <laughs> and try to be as quiet as possible. Can I lift... The little goblin over my head. <laughs> yes, yes. And I have ten. Do you hit allow points. her to lift you? I have ten hit points. <laughs> <laughs> this wizard sure looks like he could be on hoarders. <laughs> I 
lifting the goblet up. We're going to gently move forward very quietly. Okay, I'm going to need to make everybody going through to make a stealth roll. So what you're doing when you make an ability roll is you're going to take your 20-sided die and you're going to roll it and it'll be a little chart in your character sheet that's got your skills and you're going to add your stealth to it. Go ahead and roll those and tell me the number, you, the total you got. Nicolene got a 17. I got a 17. I'm sorry, you got a, uh, Dave, you got a... 17. And my name Excellent. is Lau. My name is Lau. Sorry. Okay, Lau, <laughs> you are a very, you are a very sneaky, you're actually, you know, you're a rogue, you're a very accomplished thief and scoundrel and sneak about. So, you managed to sneak across the room without disturbing these piles of books and angering the ghostly librarians who would have thrown books at you for disturbing their quiet. <laughs> and you make it through there, and you see his office. There is a large statue of an owlbear with a towel monogrammed with an M hanging on it in his office. One wall is just covered in scraps of paper with a web of red string linking the various parts. And there you see another door with a large painting of a sphinx upon it at the other side. I wonder what's on that board with all that red thread. I'd like to go investigate it. Right, you go and investigate it. You see that he... Go ahead and make a nature roll. See how well you know animals. Uh, 14. 14? Oh, yes, he is trying to track the, the migratory patterns of the arboreal flumph <laughs> and not having much success. Well, at least he's trying. Props for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we investigate the owl? Yes, you see a large owl bear, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a bear with the head of an owl and feathers down its front legs and big talons. But this is just a statue of one. And you see, hanging upon one of his arms is this towel monogrammed with an M, and in its other talon is a coin. I would like to approach and look for any sort of enchantment on it. It is magically enchanted to be free of dust, but beyond that, there is no enchantment upon it. Well, it's not magical. Does the coin look like it can be pried out of the hand? Yeah, you can pick up the coin. It's just a, it's a single gold piece. Oh, that's nice. I'm going to put that in my pocket. Excellent. Add that to your inventory. You have stolen a coin. Now, what's this door with a sphinx on it? Alright. As you approach the door, the sphinx stands up and says, Mr. Castleshine is a very busy man, but suppose I could let you into his laboratory if you can prove your wits by solving my three riddles. Are you oh, ready God. for my riddles? Oh, no. Well, let's hear him. What? Has the what has a head and a tail but no body? 
coin. Correct. And the second good one. one. That was a good one. What gets wetter as it dries? A sponge. Correct. And the final one, and this is the most devilishly difficult one I can think of. What appears once in a minute, twice in a moment, and never in a thousand years? Is it the letter M? Curses, you've solved all of my riddles. Well, I suppose I'll have to let you in then. And the door swings open, and you see in the laboratory a wizard on top of a bookshelf swinging around his staff. He's got his big pointy hat on, a long white beard, and some wizard robes embroidered with silver stars and moons. And he is on top of his bookshelf, swinging his wizard staff at two animated brooms and a mop who are trying to attack him. Now we're on to combat, so everybody needs to roll initiative. You can see that kind of at the top in the middle of your character sheet. Initiative determines how fast you're going when you're trying to fight something. Ooh, I got I'm a, a plus three. <laughs> yep. So roll a d20 and add three to it. That's a 16. I rolled a 14. So 17. Not quite sure okay. when I'm supposed to use my character voice. It's okay. You can use it, you can, you can use it whenever you want to. <laughs> you can talk however you want. And, okay, Rachel, what did you get? I got a 10. Okay, well. I'm a little slow on the uptake, apparently. Lao get, gets to go first. Now, combat is a little different. What you're going to do, there's three brooms, and there's, sorry, two brooms and a mop in front of you. Now, you can move up to one, and you can make an attack, which is, you should have on your sheet, uh, under attacks, uh, right underneath your hit points, you'll see basic attack. You can attack with a rapier, a shortbow, or a dagger. Uh, okay. So, which which do you want to attack with? Ah, uh, the rapier. Okay, you draw your rapier and rush forward. Do you want to attack a broom or the mop? I want to. I hate mops. Yes, Ugh, mops. Right? You see, it's 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 a disgusting mop. It's very it's got covered in filthy mop water. Okay, you run, you rush forward, and roll a twenty-sided die, and you're going to add your weapon attack bonus, which is five, to try and hit this mop. Okay. Oh, I only rolled a four. So uh, nine. You. You swing your rapier at the mop, and you miss it. The mop uh -oh. notices you now. Uh-oh. Okay. Next. Uh-oh. Devin, it's your turn. Yes, I will aim for one of the brooms and cast Firebolt, which is a 21 to hit. 
you hit the broom. Five fire damage. And I believe if the object is flammable, it ignites. It does. This broom <laughs> catches fire in this laboratory. You can see the the broom starts to rush around because you know it's on it's on fire, and like the smoke alarms don't even go off. You are not very certain about the safety of this lab. Mm-hmm. It finally mm-hmm. leads to Rachel. It's your turn. I would like to rush forward and swing my battle axe at the other broom. Okay, swing your battle axe. I got a 17. 17 hits. Right. 7 damage. 7 damage, okay. All right. Now it's the brooms and the mops turn. The the broom that you hit with the with the fire does not manage to put itself in its rushing about. In fact, it gets the fire gets worse as it rushes about and then it collapses into a heap of ashes. So the first oh. one broom has died, but the mop ah. is now going to try and attack Lao. It's it swings its mop water at you. And <laughs> Now, it's going to try and hit your armor class, which is 14, but it manages to hit an 18. So you've been hit by this mop. So you're going to take two damage. So subtract that from your hit points. You're down to eight. That's why I hate mops. Because some of the (laughs) mop water got into your mouth. So you're going to take a constitution saving throw. It'll be... It, it ain't easy left. being a goblin. Yep. So you're gonna have to make a constitution saving throw to resist being poisoned by mop water. Uh, so I need to throw? That's just disgusting. Yep. yep. Roll, a, roll a 20-sided die and add two to it. Oh, I rolled a one. Oh, oh. a one all fails. It's known as a critical failure. So, you, <laughs> some of the mop water got in your mouth, and you just feel sick. And I even, hate you get mops. Even, you, and for a, you get even greener, even though you're a goblin, and start to feel a bit queasy. You have oh. been poisoned, oh. which means when you're on your next turn, you're going to be rolling with disadvantage, which means you're going to roll two twenty-sided dice and use the lower result for your attacks. Oh. And finally, a broom goes after our bard. <gasps> and it gets a 15. Does that hit you? Yes, it does. This broom wallops you thoroughly on the head for three damage. How? See, the wizard up on his shelf says, Dreadful things, aren't they? <coughs> It'd be fine if it weren't so dusty. <coughs> and then we're back up to the top, and it's Lau's turn again. Okay. So, am I going to try to attack the mop? Yep. 
attack the mob. Good, because I hate mobs. So, I hate mobs. Really hate mobs. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, Get roll two. <laughs> Do I roll both my 20-sided die? Yeah, roll both of them and use the lower number. Okay. And then I add two? You add five to it. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, man. <laughs> the lower number is two. <laughs> Oh, curse it dies! But they're in league with the mop. That mop water is just so gross. But don't worry, at the end of your turn, you get to make a save to see if you stop being grossed out by the mop water you got in your mouth. So take (laughs) roll another Constitution save. Seven. Seven. Ugh, you're you can't quite shake it. It was so gross. How does moss? You've never gotten mop mop water in your mouth before, but it is just the worst. (sighs) Still feeling a little (laughs) sick, but don't worry. It's you'll shake it soon. I believe in you. Next, it's Devin's turn. Well, this mop seems to be a real problem, so (laughs) I am going to cast (laughs) chromatic orb uh, and try to do some cold damage to it. Um, that is a 22. That hits. Um, and then a 17 cold damage. This, you hit this mop with your burst of cold energy, and all of the water in it freezes in a moment, and it just falls to the ground and shatters like a dropped vase or vase this is fancy a dropped vase and the mop is no more take that you mop (laughs) (laughs) okay and rachel you the last broom stands before you combatively it's your turn how far away is this broom and me from the other two you're about 20 feet away it's not a very big room Okay, I want to cast Thunder Wave. <gasps> cast it. Okay. Let's see. Cast Thunder Wave. I believe it needs to make a saving throw of some kind, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, there's a big list of spells at the back that no one in their right mind has memorized, so I'm going to look that up really fast. Constitution <laughs> 13, yep. Uh, Lao has an editorial note at this point. Uh, Some people fight uh, uh, Demogorgons, and we fight mops. Well, you're you're first level. It's like, you're not... We're not quite there yet. Heroes eventually, but you guys are... This is... A mop is a really tough challenge for you guys. (laughs) I mean, obviously, if you're over there choking on Uh, mop water. Apparently. Okay, it it failed its save. Yes! Uh-huh. And that's the 2d8 thunder damage and push 10 feet away. Okay, roll your damage. Oh, 7 and 7. So 14. <sighs> okay. As the, the bard squares up this broom, pulls out her electric guitar, and shreds some wicked metal. Yes! <laughs> yeah! And the broom cracks and shatters and just a shower of straw begins just floating gently down from where the broom once was. You guys have defeated the brooms 
and the mop threatening the wizard castle shine. Woohoo! Woo! He Victory Medal! Yeah. <laughs> oh thank heavens you showed up when you did. You see, I had gotten rather behind on my cleaning, as you can tell, and uh it, well, I just got so engrossed in my, with my research my, about the migratory patterns of the arboreal flumph. And, well, I just lost track of... Oh, anyway, I decided to animate some brooms and a mop to do my cleaning for me, like I'd saw, seen in this play once. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't watch all of it, and I hope it turned out better for that wizard's apprentice. But it didn't turn out very well for me. So, what are you, thank you for your help, but what are you doing in my laboratory? Well, we found this box that may or may not have tuna fish in it. <gasps> oh! It's like... And we definitely haven't been stealing any coins. Not not us. Oh, heavens totally to not. Betsy! <gasps> My lucky bolo tie! <laughs> he rips off his hat and he presses his hand against the box. And in a flash of magic, it opens, revealing a bolo tie with little silver tassels and a big piece of turquoise on it. He puts it on, and then he squishes down the top of his wizard's hat and says, I bet quite the cunning cowboy, don't you think? Yeehaw! Sure! When he says yeehaw, can I use prestidigitation to create, like, a shower of little cow-shaped confettis around him? Yes. He uh, does a happy little spin and, like, claps his hands and says, Oh, quite a good show, quite a good show. I believe I promised a reward for this, didn't I? You did. You did indeed. Well, here you go. He show hands us the money. Each of, he hands each of you <laughs> a gift card good for one free sandwich at Raging Wolfric's Palace of Meat. Does Raging Wolfric's Palace of Meat serve tuna fish sandwiches? Yes, they do. Can I bring Butterbean with us? Butterbean walks in and says, Oh, I suppose there wasn't tuna in that box. Uh, but if you're going to give me a sandwich, I'll come along if you'll carry me. Of course! I will go and immediately pick up Butterbean. Oh, he says, Oh, and I suppose I should reward you for helping me with those brooms and that mop. I would have taken so long to get out of that scrape. And he hands Lau a little sack little bag full of sapphires as a reward for helping him Ooh. so much better than my mop <laughs> yes uh, like oh believe me i will oh believe me i will never mop again Ugh, it's too much work maybe next time i'll just magic i'll just enchant all of the dirt to throw itself away that can't go wrong can it <laughs> no i couldn't see what could to... possibly go wrong yeah, you might want to look into getting a Swiffer instead. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yes, I've seen those. Those Broombas, they're called. Yes. You might look into some spells. I'm going to use Prestidigitation to clean one square foot of his <laughs> abode. I would like to also do the same thing. Just clear another square foot of his abode. Learn to use Scourgeify, dude. Ah, at this rate, I'll have it cleaned within the year. Thank you very much for showing me the errors of my ways. With that, you guys go and take Butterbean with you, and you get a, some wonderful sandwiches at Raging Wolfric's Palace of Meats. The yes. end of this little micro-adventure. <laughs> and I got a bag of sapphires. 
Yes, you've got a bag of sapphires. We got a bag of sapphires. Uh, no. Well, I have a bag of sapphires. <laughs> and I'm going back to my home of Devil Stinkshire. <laughs> and I'm At least I got a cookie sandwich and butterbean. <laughs> oh my. So Wow. That was your... Okay, so... That was your first game so, of Dungeons Dragons? Oh. Yes, it was. So that so so that was a very short version. And and uh, how how many of these scenarios have you uh, created in as a dungeon master, uh, Austin? Got oh, a question: How many has he for... created versus how many has he done? <laughs> oh, I've cre- actually I've created more than I've done, and I've been doing this for like fifteen years. So I have no idea how many, like hundreds. So. So when you write a scenario like that, um, to take the the cat for for instance, um, when you're writing, do you write all the replies? Are you coming up with those on the fly, or how does that all work? It is all improv. I just how I prepare is I will write down their name and a couple of little personality quirks, and then all of the dialogue and what they say is pretty much improvised. Interesting. And so, um, in a more um, complicated game, um, I, I see there's a, a number of, of features, traits, and more uh, under my character. And then yes, there's also magic and special attacks, and then equipment and treasure. And so, yeah. I, this can get really involved, I suppose. It can get very involved. This... That's why we decided to start with a first level character because there's not so many features and you can go through stuff pretty quickly. Uh-huh. But yeah, this as you play more, usually games are like kind of serial in which the same characters will go through adventure after adventure and they'll oh, get better stuff and get more powerful as they level up. And the more you know your character, the, the better you can perform in the game, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I could definitely tell um, from Rachel and uh, Devin, uh, they, they knew to cast certain spells or do certain things because uh, they have that experience. And it was nice playing with people that have already experienced the game because, oh uh, boy, this goblin didn't know what he was doing. But I, but, but I felt <laughs> like I was still involved in playing along, you know, and I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's really the point is to have fun over everything else. Yeah. Well, so this is this is fascinating. Um, if anyone out there in our audience feels like this is their cup of tea and just wants to give it a try, they could certainly go to the website, go to um, jokolibrary.org, of course, and go to events and just get into our calendar. If you just type in, you know, even just dragons, Dungeons and Dragons whatever you want you'll come to it and i see that uh coming up let's see saturday the 25th saturday august the 1st and saturday august the 8th is what we have scheduled right now all of those are two to five so i i i imagine those are longer campaigns then i mean that's like three hours oh yeah usually when we play it usually a session goes anywhere from three to four hours sometimes if you've got like an entire day free to dedicate to it you can do really long adventures that take all day 
And so we have a total of seven seats for each of these. Is that, does that, that seems like a lot of people. Uh, that's, that's a good amount of people, but it's not unmanageable. Is it, uh, it's more the merrier, right? Yes, do yourself a favor and sign up for Dungeons and Dragons or check out our other online programs. But uh, I want to thank Rachel and Devin and Austin for all showing me uh, the the way of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Did you all have fun? Oh, I had a yeah, we did. <laughs> I got to pet a cat. Oh. <laughs> and a tuna fish sandwich. I got a bag of yeah. That was some, and I played some a good really stuff. good metal. Yeah. <laughs> and Austin, we got to hear a number of different voices from you. So, yep my my bad accents know no bounds. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much. And uh, oh, I I I don't know that I'll play again, but I might. <laughs> Who knows? This might be a big smash hit, and you'll Join be stuck again, with wow. us forever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think I'm going to wrap it up and say thank you all very much. You're welcome. Thank you. For more episodes of Did You Hear?, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear. Please, stay safe, everyone.